This is CliffCentral.com. Rich Mulholland is here. It's time for a little bit of a Monday wake-up call. Good morning. How are you, Rich Mulholland? Are you ready to regale us with tales of uh, things that annoy and uh, upset you or things that you think you have solutions to? Uh, a wee bit of both. <laughs> you know, which is a good nice thing. Nice to see you. Yeah, you too, guys. Uh, good. What's up? Well, so first of all, let's. I want to go through a little bit of the. I want to do a bit of my morning recap of some of the stuff we've been talking about. Uh, Firstly, because this came up in a quiz this weekend, do you remember the name of the clown from Pennywise? There you go, named after a good punk rock band. You guys kept calling it the clown. I was like, come on, man, it's Pennywise. I'm sitting here on the highway, like, come on, guys. Rich, we don't like to show about information in this show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Stop showing it. Nobody likes to be smart. (laughs) Did you win? Did you win the quiz? Yeah, it's getting called Anomia. No, I think I lost. I think Jazz won. Damn it. Um. Then, uh, what was the next thing? Oh, yeah, games. Do you know Jeremy Loops, the band? Yes. Uh, the rapper, Matteo, he, uh, we worked together for many, many years. He also has, as well as being a rapper, they actually they performed to 20,000 people, or, yeah, 20,000 people last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has South African colors and gears of war. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there are gamers already in colors. Yeah, South African colors. Got an actual blazer and everything. That's awesome. And then the self-driving car. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah. Uh, I think it's like uh, when when people go to space and uh, a rocket explodes. We don't stop space exploration. We we look at what we have to fix. We have to get better. I feel like we this has to happen. And it's almost part if you're if you're choosing to be a pioneer and stepping into a car and letting letting a robot drive you around, especially when other people are not playing by the robot rules. We kind of win when it's only robots doing the driving, right? Mm-hmm. When it's only some form of AI doing all the work. Then everything, they all talk to each other. The problem is, is you have people, and we talk about people as if they're actually engaged in driving, but they're really not. They're engaged in being on their phone while controlling a multi-ton bit of metal rocketing uh, down the street. At much faster speeds than any evolutionary process has got us to understand. For sure. Absolutely. Like, we weren't built for this. I think the fastest a human can... Ben, what is it? Kilometers per hour, the fastest that a human can run? Well, probably like 45 at a push, right? That's what this, yeah. So even if you're going really, really slowly, you're going faster than that. And you're in a huge piece of metal. It's just we're not built to handle this kind of thing. So your point is? So my point is that this is not a bad thing. I mean, so a lot of people are going batshit crazy this weekend about the fact that the Tesla car and we're not ready and we're not ready. But, but I mean, to Ben's point, 100,000 people die in car accidents every year. One guy dies in an automated car accident, and we're like, okay, we're ready to roll over and give up. This is absolutely absurd, A. And B, no one's going to listen to you. You can complain until you're blue in the face. Uh, There's a guy uh, called Brad Templeton. He works in the Google Self-Drive Project. He's in his 60s, and he said at Singularity that it is inconceivable that his two grandchildren, who are both alive already, will ever have to learn how to drive. Inconceivable. Hmm. He says they could learn to drive for leisure purposes if they wanted to do it on a weekend, you know, for kicks. But for actual, and now these kids are alive. So in the next 10 years, he believes it's inconceivable that anyone will have to learn how to drive. I think that's amazing. I, I would love that to be true, and I would hope it would be true. But I do think you're going to have a bunch of people who will try to hold on to the ability to drive. I think a lot of people will hang on to it, not just for leisure purposes. They'll start thinking of it as like their right you know yeah. i have a right to drive i don't want i don't want a machine driving me around but then it happens like what happens to cars okay it's a perfectly good cars that people want and they want to ha- keep for generations 
Do you then have to pay an extra tax if you have to drive your car? Imagine how shit that would be. Yeah. You're driving your car, well, that's an extra fine. That's but an again, extra levy. you should maybe have to do it. So what is this? Unless let's start a cliche here. What is currently the safest mode of transport known to man? Air travel. Air travel. Do you know how often they're using self-driving planes? To get you where you need to go. Well, a lot of uh, what what goes on already in planes, apart from from a bit of adult supervision from the pilot, the rest is all automated. Right. So we call it a self-driving car and we think, holy shit, this is new technology. But if we called it autopilot, something that you sit in with 300 other people every single day of your life, Mm -hmm. well… Most days. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And uh, fly around. And we're totally okay with that. Uh, So I was going to talk about something different this week, but let me. I'm going to stay on this for a bit. Artificial intelligence. Uh-huh. So I think there's there's a bit of a problem here. First of all, the first thing I want to do is uh, there's a term artificial intelligence. I think it doesn't worry us because we think of it as something that's fake, as if we have real intelligence and these other intelligence intelligences aren't. And I think the word artificial is wrong. I think we almost need to change it to machine intelligence and organic intelligence. But understand that neither of them are artificial. Both of them are just intelligence. Now I think we have to. I think we're. I think we're building. The world's biggest irrelevance bomb that is going to be bigger than any anything we've ever seen. And the problem is we're, we're building it in a hive, in a swarm, but we're not understanding that the machines are not. So we are working displaced, but the machines are connected. So what we're doing is we're trying to build AIs towards – do you understand what the term singularity means? Mm-hmm. Right. Singularity is when the machines get as smart as us. Now, the only way that we can program machines to be as smart as us is to bring the machines into it. So what we do is we program the the machine to learn from other things, much like the self-driving cars are doing. And eventually it it self-corrects. And it self-corrects and self-corrects and self-corrects. And improves its own source code eventually. 100%. And and, um, we say eventually, but already this is happening. Mm. So we have a general... Uh, kind of a general artificial intelligence. We have a specific artificial intelligence, and there's kind of other more technical terms for that, but a specific artificial intelligence is building a machine to play Go or chess. It has one set of parameters, and it kind of works out everything and fixes itself there. Then we have general AI, which is trying to just work out stuff as a whole. No, big that, data. You, big data. All you know, you can things. go onto Google and big query, and you can type in a question, and it'll come up with every single entry on the internet to figure out the answer. Yeah. So general AI doesn't actually know what it's trying to achieve at the beginning. No. It's 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 kind of learning that along the way. So here's the thing that's scary for me is, um, and I, I started reading about this in a wait but why article a few weeks ago, is that let's say we reach uh, singularity in about 2045, mm-hmm. and it seems that that's a highly likely. It's likely even before. Right. Uh, a highly likely conservative bet as we reach singularity at uh, 2045. Now, in order to do that, the machine doubles its intelligence. So so right now. Where we're at as a machine, the computers are just kind of as smart as a mouse, and we are human beings. Mm-hmm. Within that many years, the machines are as smart as us. Yeah. Now, here's where it gets scary. is The machines, we have this belief that singularity is like going to be, okay, and then we freeze. If the machine is getting twice as smart every year till the point it's as smart as us, 2046, the machines are twice as smart as us. Right? <laughs> Come on. 
This is a nightmare. <laughs> now, we're going to say, oh, no, no, but it's artificial intelligence. We'll turn it off. No, no, no. They're far more able to turn us off. Imagine the machine then turns around and says, these people, they're actually, let's calculate what is worst for the planet overall for our survival. Oh, it's human beings. Hey, let's take all their self-driving cars and drive them off a cliff. Let's let's land all of their planes right now and just drop drop them out the sky. Oh, that excites me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that excites me so much. This, this, you, the machine, and then we just disappear. The planet goes quiet. Yeah, but you I, know but that Stephen Hawking live. has warned against artificial intelligence. He's yeah. warned against the very thing that you're talking and about. And Elon Musk have. Yeah. They're both very, very nervous about this. Elon Musk, by the way. So, so on one side, but this is the thing. You don't get to be Elon Musk complaining about the dangers of artificial intelligence and having artificially intelligent cars <laughs> driving on the road like pick a side so everybody's saying and this is why I say that we need to understand that we're thinking distributed so we, he's thinking oh but mine is just a car and then somebody else is thinking oh, mine is just a hoover but they somebody, all talk to each other but they're all yeah. they're all connected this is what the internet of things are so we're creating all of these disparate artificial intelligences and then somebody's creating a kind of general one that will talk to all of them and we're saying but because they're separate and they're specific we don't have to be afraid but at one stage, you could walk in and your your, your Roomba vacuum cleaner could try and kill you. <laughs> now, oh this sounds crazy shit. But let's, let's go back to my original point that it's not trying to kill us. It is certainly trying to make us irrelevant. When- well, well, look. Okay, if, you, if you're a machine that makes headphones and you are the best headphone, you're optimized to make headphones. You will make headphones from everything you can. Mm-hmm. Your only purpose is headphones. You're not trying to kill anybody. But eventually when Mabali walks into the room, you go, hmm, can make some leather out of her. And you're making headphones out of Mabali. And the best thing for you to use in terms of her raw materials to make headphones is what you're interested in. So you end up killing her, not because you're malicious and you want to kill her, but because you want to make headphones. Right. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. And that'll happen on all all machines they'll be optimized to do certain things now i'm wondering why we see this as progress why we see everything technological as progress we'll talk about this this morning so on one side we're giving my son an ipad to learn from and then the other side i'm getting angry with him that and we call this progress oh callum you're 13 years old here is an ipad this is amazing people brag about it oh my kids schools give ipads for learning yeah and now what you're doing is you're giving him a, a distraction. You're giving him a thing with all his games, all his things, the entire internet, everything on it. It's, it's amazing. So all technological advancement isn't. But um, to me, the, I mean, imagine imagine you now have computers that are, and it's not going to be they're going to get as smart as us, then a tiny bit smarter than us. No. They're going to get as smart as us, and then they're going to be twice as smart as us, and then they're going to be eight times as smart as us. And there'll be no way we can catch up. Now think about things like this, this, this dynamic we have here. Once once a computer is twice as smart as us, then why would you ever not listen to? So so you would put in a bunch of computers sitting in a studio and you would say, I want my computer. So you would program your radio station and you would say, I want it to be conversations around only hot topics of this week. I want it to be 25% humor. I want it to be 30% this. And, and literally, <laughs> it would be the funniest or the best or the most serious or it the would. most controversial yeah. conversation possible because the machines are now that much smarter than us that they could just program the conversation around the data. Because all we're doing is we're going in, we're drawing data from sources and having a slightly unintelligent conversation because it's only marginally intelligent because we all know a tiny bit and we're right. just hoping we know a little bit more than people listening about some things. Right. 
Now, these machines know everything. So they'll literally be able to draw on the most interesting parts of every story. We need to shit ourselves for this. <laughs> we, this needs to be a thing that people are actually saying. Right now, you know, we're worried about, um, um, oh, no, these rights and this rights and everything and all of these things. We actually need to be very, very worried about human rights in terms of the machines. <laughs> I sound like one of those guys. Guys, the end of the world is nigh. The machines are taking over. The machines are fucking taking over, people. Okay? It's true. But there's nothing we can do about it at this stage, though, is there? They're already on the path. Yeah, They're but, not well, going to suddenly stop and turn around now. So what I feel that we need is is some sort of centralized... If we're going to be... We can't be disparate about everything. We need some sort of centralization. Like if you're in financial services industry, there's a board of yeah. financial services right. that come to some degree regulates across the entire spectrum rather than just your one field. Right. I think we need some sort of thing around that, that you almost need an AI license. But who's going to run it? I mean, this is the other problem. Is now you're giving... No, a computer. Get, a, get an AI to run it. <laughs> no, this is my point. Is at least with this, because, you know, things like blockchain, for example, are all about distributed authority. So actually, no single machine, no single person running a machine will make a decision. That's technically how it's meant to work. For sure. Now, forgive me, but if you, if you create a centralized structure that runs everything, who, what human are you going to put in charge of that? Because that human, if they're a nice person, <laughs> it'll be great. But if they're, if they're a horrible, evil person, they can they can run the world the flick of a switch but this is why i said it needs to be like an ai we we need to divide and conquer if if we're doing this thing instead of having one set of so we have one connect one connection one connected device one hive right, right. of intelligence that is machine intelligence mm-hmm. we need to create a second hive we need to create a second disconnected set of data that is working against the first set of data we need to put the machines to war <laughs> I know I sound like a science fiction book here, but if, no, if no, you think about this as much as I've been thinking about this, All so right. we need to have a second set of data that is actually trying to control the first set of data. We need to, we of of computers. We need to have intelligence that is actually designed to put controls, and it has to be slightly more smarter than the other control, but it must be programmed. For somehow, and I, this is the bit I'm not sure we can get right, that its entire existence exists around trying to control the other machines, every other set of machines. And this needs to be a central control algorithm that says that's getting too smart, that's getting too smart. And it actually its only job is to keep the, the intelligence disconnected from each other. So this would be… Divide and conquer. This would be the god of the other machines. The other machines the would, be, machina. Would, be, would be talking to each other about the big machine upstairs, god. And it would be this, yeah. this right. that you're talking about. Oh, no, we can't think of that. God has stopped us. <laughs> but we can't. The problem is that if we're making machines to be smarter than us, we need to make something smarter than us to control them. We cannot control a superior intelligence with a weaker one. Mm-mm. Anyway, sorry, guys. This is very heavy for no, Monday I, morning. I, I love this. This is the kind of conversation I, 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 I don't stop thinking about all day. So I'd really like to advise everybody. It's very long, especially you, because I think you'll love it. To go to Wait But Why. And read the articles. One of those two-page essays that he wrote. He's the, to, to me. There's, there's no. If there's only one thing you read, if you forget reading books, forget reading things, go to Wait But Why. And every time that guy releases a new essay, you sit down for two hours and you read it because it'll take you about two hours to read, and it will rock your world every single time. This, this. Who is, is he? It's actually two mates that started a blog. One kind of does the writing, and I think one does the back end and things like this. His TED Talk was um, on recently, and it was uh, the TED Talk on procrastination. 
and how he procrastinated through making his TED talk. And he, and he kind of maps the whole thing out and he uses graphs and he's, <laughs> he's super, super smart. And he said, you know, he's excited. And then he was this. And basically at the end, he threw the whole thing together in, in, in the last minute. And of course, by doing that and by, it's a very meta thing. He did the entire, I can't remember his name. I'm sure one of your listeners will remember his name exactly. I always call him the wait, but why guy. But, um, the whole thing is wait. Why? Wait, but why? Why are we doing this? What's going on? And, uh, it is absolutely mind changing stuff, mind altering. Like, he'll write about something and then you're not going to stop thinking about it. And it's the only thing you're going to be thinking about for weeks. Uh, to the point, like, I'm writing my next keynote on artificial intelligence. I have about 50 other opinions around how these things could work. I could come in here every week for a month and just talk about different facets of AI. Now, I know that someone like Neil deGrasse Tyson says that it's not an issue. He says that um, artificial intelligence we will be able to control. But you're rightly saying you can't control something of superior intelligence with inferior intelligence. Right. And, and we're programming it to be smarter. That's, it's and, by its and, design. And he also says it'll take much longer than we think because Moore's law is slowing down and all of that stuff. Um, I don't know if I agree with that either because it's only marginally slowed down. And that's only on the last three years of statistics. Yeah. Remember, though, the Moore's Law is also referring to speeds of things. Well, yeah, in this case, it's program- processing power. Now, what's happening is imagine, imagine a child. So let's not just talk about speed of processing. Let's say the speed of processing between a child and it, 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 the processing speed, the, the synapses are firing at the same kind of speed, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that processor speed, yes, it makes a, a bit of a difference. But what makes a little bit of a difference is the compounding intelligence we have, just like compounding interest. So when the machine, the machine used to have to figure out everything, but then it has, it figures out one more layer of things. Now the machine is, it's an exponential growth. Even without, even if, if we never change the speeds of the machines, the machine is smarter. Every day it learns something. That's yeah. something less it has to figure out. Right. And that thing helps it figure out the next thing. And then those two things help it figure out the next four things. And those four things help it figure out the next 16 things. Jesus. And this is all very scary. It's terrifying. It is. And, and it's worth thinking about. And, and Terminate a movie. It is. A, well, and that's why I say that um, to some degree, it's not a case of I actually don't think we can stop it. But I think what we can do is we have to start if, thinking about it. I feel like it's like a, a big meteor flying towards the earth. And we know about it when it's very, very far away. And if we start working on it now, we can figure out things. But because it's so far away, we think it's not a real threat. And then right when it, we're, we're bang smack in the middle of its trajectory, we're trying to figure out how this happens. And I think that's too late. Yes, I love Skynet. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> Hope you Thanks. have a fantastic week. Thanks. <laughs> the machine's taking over. You're all going to die. <laughs> okay. Love you. Right, get out of here, you lunatic. Get a, get a soapbox in a park and start screaming about the end of the world, all right? Wow. Shut. There's a lot to think about. This is CliffCentral.com.